Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, you know, I got a, I got a question from someone just this past week. They asked me, they asked me the following, is 2020 going to be a good year to invest in real estate? Well, let me ask you, what do you think? And let me tell you what I think. Here's what I told them. Is 2020 going to be a good year to invest in real estate? Absolutely. 2020 is going to be a great year. It will be a great year to invest in real estate. Why? Look, I'm going to get into some, some articles and some other news and, and information that will detail why. I'll talk a little bit about what some others are doing, some of the institutional investors. But in a word, look, interest rates and mortgage rates are, are still very, very low, really low. And housing supply is down, and it's actually expected to, to decline you know, so think about the supply side there. And then rents, on the other hand, are they're up and they are increasing. You know, more people are renting. So think about the demand side of the equation there as well. And, and what's in, interesting is that, it, you know, despite those increasing rents and in face of those low mortgage rates for a lot of people in a lot of places, it is actually cheaper right now still to rent than to buy. So that's a driver there as well. So I'll tell you, it's going to be a great year to invest. And by the way, let me just give a quick shout out to the folks that recognize this already and that made it out to our two-day financial freedom seminar this weekend. We've got those going on, in fact, right now at our offices here in Dallas and uh, down in Houston. I sit in Dallas-Fort Worth. Look, these folks, they've got the right idea. They are kicking off the year right, hitting the ground running and clearly see that 2020 will be a great year to invest in, in real estate. So these soon-to-be investors, they, you know, yesterday, Saturday, they spent a full eight hours learning all about investing in single-family houses, and we'll talk a little bit about that market today. And today, Sunday, they're at it again for another full eight hours learning about investing in apartments. So again, that's a, a great way to, to start the year. So to you guys here in Dallas and down in Houston, kudos to you. Now, before we look at 2020, I do, I do want to look at 2019. And in fact, let's look at two of our key markets in the past year. And in fact, let's take a look at the two markets where our two-day seminar is going on right now, Houston and Dallas. So 2019 was a record year for Houston's housing market. I've just got, I've got an article here from, where is this from? I believe this is Forbes. Um, yes, this is Forbes. 
And it's talking about the Houston market. 2019 was a record year for Houston's housing market as the title sales were up. Single family houses, sales were up 4.8%. And then total do dollar volume, so the, the, the prices basically were up 6.7%. And now what is the driver there? That's always an interesting question. What's behind that run up? And uh, the Houston Association of Realtors points to, among other things, low mortgage interest rates, right? We just talked about that, as well as a healthy job market in the region, right? We've got a great market right now in Texas altogether. And, and there is a stable supply, they say, of homes. Now, they do point out that going forward, um, there could be more lower inventory, and that could really kind of squeeze the, the pipeline just a little bit. But that's kind of the drivers there. Now, I want to note something they added here as well. They're talking about single-family houses primarily. They do note that townhomes and condominiums had a roller coaster ride, right? We don't invest in those. It's, that lifestyle is unlimited. And they also talk about the luxury market having cooled a bit. Well, we don't buy those higher-end houses either. Um, but, but overall for Houston 2019, they say was a phenomenal year, their words, phenomenal year. Um, and as long as the economy remains healthy there, um, they expect 2020 to, uh, to get off, you know, to a, to a, to a positive start. And again, a lot of that's going to relate to the, the, the population growth, the, uh, the state of the job market down there. Um, again, things are looking great and they do say, you know, Houston as a market has always had, um, you know, more affordable real estate, you know, compared to other large cities, it's, it's very affordable. And that's, that's a driving factor as well. In fact, that's why I say that Houston is a great market to keep your eye on. If you are in Houston, it's a great place to stay and, you know, make that your farm, uh, and buy down there. If you're outside of Houston, you know, I, I'm a lifestyles member. I can leverage the network that's in place down there. And that's exactly what we're doing. Um, and they do say as well here in the Forbes article that, you know, that the expected drop in properties and, and the drop that we've seen so far at, at, at a lot of the price points, you know, it's, it's an indicator that the city is growing. And that's what we like to see um, is that there is, you know, there is population growth. In fact, inventory is down to a 3.4 month supply. Now, in the past, you know, typically we'll, we'll say that six months is considered uh, is considered normal. So what what about Dallas? This is in the Dallas Morning News. This just came out. Similar title, North Texas home sales set record in 2019. December sales surge pushed the market to a new high. Um, so again, we're seeing not just in Houston, but up here in Dallas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area where I sit, North Texas, right? It's a little bit broader area. Um, we've seen some record highs uh, as well. Uh, again, the December sales really pushed 2019 to an all-time high. We were up 3% for 2019, up on uh, 2018. So a little bit of growth there. Uh, again, here in the article, they also cite uh, the low mortgage rates, right? We know that. Low mortgage rates, and then the economy here in Dallas-Fort Worth is doing great. We've got a ton of in-migration, which we'll talk a little bit uh, about here later as well. So along with those higher sales in December, they do cite that the uh, median single-family home prices in the area were up 5% year over year. Now, they put that median price at $270,000. Now, I'll tell you, none of the houses in my rental portfolio value at $270,000. We're targeting something a little bit lower. But even if you're starting at that lower basis, uh, that 5% growth, you felt it. If you've, if you've had houses, if you have houses in your inventory, um, you, you, certainly, you, know, you certainly experienced that. So it's been a great market here. And interestingly, here in, in, in North Texas, they do point out that um, prices, you know, home prices, single-family houses, the prices have risen over 60%, more than 60% in the past 10 years. But 
Do we expect that trend to continue? No. Do we want that trend to continue? Not at that pace, not necessarily. Something a little more stable is going to uh, work a little bit better for us. So we do expect some stabilization going forward and in the decade ahead. So that was a look back at a couple of our primary Texas markets. And when we continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we're going to look ahead at 2020. What can we expect and what are some of the big dogs, some of those institutional guys out there expecting? We'll talk about that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk, 1370. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and today we're talking about uh, the market, the market to come. Is 2020 a good year to invest in real estate? That is a, a question that I, I did get from somebody earlier in, in the week, and, and my response simply was absolutely. And we've already heard in the first segment some of the reasons why it's those low interest rates. Mortgages are, are very, very inexpensive at the moment. It's a great time to lock in you know, those those rates for 30 years, it's a great inflation hedge. Should should things start to heat up, really heat up again, and we get that inflation in place, well, you've locked in that fixed rate mortgage at an extremely low rate, which is a great thing to do. And of course, we've got a lot of a lot of movement going on across the country, uh, ex-migration, I suppose, out of some markets, in-migration into places like Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, Phoenix, um, a lot of movement going on. And we'll talk about some of those markets here in just a second. So it's just a, it's a great time to invest. And let me just give you the, the phone number here in the studio if you've got any questions on this topic or really anything else related to real estate. I'm happy to help. The number here, it's 855-497-4335. Again, 855-497-4335. Or send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And also, in case you're like me and sometimes you tune out a little bit when, when shows go into those commercial breaks, I do want to make sure that you... Um, caught that ad. We had a couple of ads actually for the the expo, the Wealth and Passive Income Expo. That is coming up 
Uh, it's just a month and a half of wh- half away here in at the end of February, February 27th, 28th, and 29th. It's a wonderful event, and it's a great opportunity, especially if you are new and are thinking about getting started. Uh, come on down. Uh, there will be thousands, and I mean thousands of investors there, expert educators. There are a lot of seminars that you can go, you know, pick and choose and sit in. If you come with your spouse, I would recommend that you divide and conquer, right? That's what my wife and I do. She goes to some, I pick some others that I go to so that we can, you know, digest a little bit more. And the best thing here is if you go out to, I got a website for you. If you go out to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com, written together, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com, uh, put in the promo code EXPO, E-X-P-O, EXPO50, uh, and you'll get in for just $47. So huge value, a uh, ton of education, t- ton of learning, and a lot of inspiration that you'll come away with. And, and you will make 2020 uh, a great year for investing in real estate. So I want to move on, and I want to talk about what some of the some of the big dogs, let's call them, are doing or, or seeing in the market. And I'm talking about some of those institutional investors out there, uh, both in terms of single family and multifamily. So institutional v- investors, what am I talking about? That could be REITs. Those could be those hedge funds um, you, you've probably heard about. I'll mention a couple here. And what are they seeing? What are they doing? Are they just buying apartments? No, they're not, actually. Let's talk about the single family side, first of all. And I, I was forwarded an article uh, by a listener, and this is in National Real Estate Investor. This is a great site to go to. They've got a lot of information if you're interested in, in uh, reading up. Uh, interestingly, they have single family rentals posted under alternative properties. Well, that's all that I buy, so that's hardly an alternative for me. That is my mainstay. But here's what they say single family renters, or excuse me, SFR investors, single family rental investors plan to step up acquisitions in 2020. Subtitle, with strong rental growth and lower interest rates, right? We talked about that. The time looks favorable for acquiring more single-family rentals. That's what the uh, big guys are seeing. That's what the big guys are doing. You know, it says here that the the single-family market is active both for institutional as well as retail investors. Now, they call it retail. They're talking about, you know, the mom-and-pop guys, the smaller smaller investors anyhow when we compare ourselves to those those institutional fellows like myself right um and this is a quote from gary beasley the ceo of roofstock they help move uh properties but again they say that the 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 big investors are once again in buying mode they sat it out for a little bit um but as far as those single family houses go they are getting back in the market and just to quote a couple here so invitation homes that's one of the big ones they they doubled their you know the number of properties that they bought in a, in, a, in actually in a couple of one-off purchases in the last couple quarters of 2019, uh, very very aggressive, very very fast pace for them compared to the first half of that year. So they're picking up steam, and you know their newly acquired assets. Where are those? Well, largely in the western U.S. Now they put Dallas, where I sit, in the in in the west. Um, and then also some select markets in the southeast. So think about southeast, let's call that southwest. Um, and that's where they've already got, you know, several thousand houses and they're acquiring more. Uh, another big group, Tricon Capital Group. Now, this is a Canadian based group. They're also planning to expand in 2020. Uh, in fact, they paid a large, large sum of money for a portfolio of se- over 700 rental homes. They bought those, in fact, from invitation homes uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Again, that's a, considered a southern market. Um, interestingly, the deal worked out to about almost $300,000 per house. Now, I would tell you that's high for what we're doing, for what I'm doing, uh, for the model that we follow at Lifestyles Unlimited. But it just, again, points to um, the expectations around that uh, that single-family market. By the way, Nashville, one of the fastest-growing cities in North America. Tennessee, Tennessee is a great market. Um, 
And again, they point to robust rental demand uh, contributing to strong occupancy rates, right? There's just simply a lot of renters in the market, and that is boosting financial performance for owners. And they say in another article, this is a different article, but on the same site, they, they do point to the fact that um, you know, yields are lower, right? They are lower than they were, say, a year ago or even 10 years ago. And basically, that's because prices are up, right? We have to we have to look at that. Um, but but even so, yields are still higher than returns on on other financial a- assets, hands down. So even these higher price rentals that some of these bigger companies are buying those 300k price points, right? Uh, they're still investing in those, and they're seeing good returns. They're seeing better returns than they are elsewhere. So that's, you know, again, that's all good news. And again, they say here as well, there's something significant happening in the Southwest. This is a separate source, uh, MIND property management. And they say that the, the market, the rental market for single family houses is very much heated, fueled by strong demand from renters. So again, good news there. And this, this particular source goes on to cite Phoenix and Las Vegas as two of their strongest markets. And they're seeing average annual rent growth in houses there from 5.4% in Phoenix and 7% in Las Vegas. So again, I got to say, if you're buying single family houses, if you're buying single family houses in the South, uh, well, it's just simply put, it's it's a great it's a great time to be involved and, and a great time to be doing that. And again, for those guys that sat through the two-day seminar yesterday, that's what they talked about. That's all they talked about was buying single-family houses. Now, today, what are they talking about? Well, they're talking about buying apartments. And I have another article here for you. This is also from the National Real Estate Investor. And they talk about multifamily. And they say these markets, this is the title, these markets will be the best bets for multifamily investments in 2020. And in particular, they're taking the point of view of high net worth investors and family offices. And family offices are basically um, offices that, you know, where employees are charged with um, steering the net worth, right, of these high net worth individuals, basically putting those investments into uh, well-yielding assets. And here it says multifamily ranks as the most in favor asset class among these high net worth investors. So for 2020, they will be, uh, you know, they will be directing their focus towards towards apartments. Okay, as far as real estate goes, um, and again, we talked about the uh, the population. We talked about the low interest rate environment. It does go on to add here, kind of a demographic spin uh, on the population. It, it points out that millennials are are less drawn to home ownership than prior generations, my generation and, and older. Um, largely due to the way that they work. And and multifamily, because of this, is a great investment. And we'll talk a little bit more about the multifamily side with those institutional investors when we return with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And again, if you have any questions, send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and today on the show, we're talking about whether 2020 will be a great year for real estate investing. I was asked that question earlier in the week, in fact, and my answer uh, to, to the questioner was absolutely, it absolutely will be. Uh, 2019 was a great year, and we looked back at Dallas and Houston uh, just as a way of example where we've got a couple of our key markets and uh, they, those, the, the housing markets there did wonderfully well. Uh, the rental markets have been great. And looking forward to 2020, again, single-family rentals, we're expecting uh, a, lot of, a lot of activity. Uh, we're seeing that on the institutional side as well as uh, with smaller, smaller organizations like you know, what my wife and I are doing, for example, what we're doing at Lifestyles Unlimited. Um, and, and, and speaking about those insti institutional investors, we were just taking a look at some of the multifamily expectations there because they're active there as well, of course. And a lot of these high net worth individuals, a lot of these uh, institutions do buy commercial, do buy multifamily, do buy apartments. And, and that's expected to be uh, remain in favor with these guys uh, in 2020. And in fact, uh, to continue with this article, this was in the um, National Real Estate Investor. Um, the CBRE, which is a, a commercial real estate services and investment firm, uh, they've, they've got their hands in all the pies when it comes to, to multifamily, let's put it that way. Um, they're predicting overall that uh, although multifamily vacancy rates will rise a little bit, so we'll see a little bit lower occupancy, they're rising by all of 20 basis points, so that's nothing. Um, they'll, they'll rise to 4.5% next year. That's still below the long-term average for the country of 5.1%. And, and keep in mind, that's a country, that's a national average, and we know that real estate is local. So when you hear national numbers, always take that with a grain of salt and pare that down to your particular neck of the woods or where you're investing, because that's going to be more relevant. But it is it is interesting to look at the national picture, of course. Um, they do say that rent growth will dip to 2.4%, but note that's not a decline, that's not a decrease, that's a uh, a decline, or, or it's not a, a decrease in rents, rather it's a decrease in growth. So they're still going to be growing at 2.4% compared to the, again, long-term average of 2.6%. And again, that's at the national level. Um, if you go down and pair that down to local markets, you're going to see vastly different uh, different numbers. And I, and I like this point here that they make, you know, if you can find a solid multifamily asset in a growing location, and we're going to look at some of those locations here in a moment, this strategy of buying multifamily can insulate you against uncertain risk over the next few years and position you to exit during the next cycle. Well, where do we have some uncertainty coming up? I'd say not even in the next few years, but probably, hey, just a little later this year. What's going on in November? Well, guess what? We've got another presidential election. Uh, who knows which direction that's going to go. And I think that's going to drive some uncertainty. And I think that's going to make the markets pause a little bit. So if you can get into a solid multifamily asset, as they put it here, uh, in a growing location, boy, that's going to be a great, great strategy. Uh, you're going to want to pull the trigger there. Um, now, which locations, right? Which locations are these guys looking at? Well, they cite a number, uh, among other things, smaller suburban markets, okay, getting out of the urban core, 
where prices are high, going out into the suburbs is one one strategy. Uh, some major metros where these guys are still buying include Atlanta. We've got a lot of activity on the lifestyle side there. Austin, Texas, right? They cite Boston up in the Northeast. Um, probably not a market I'm interested in. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Now, we just opened a brick-and-mortar office there. Uh, Lifestyles did, so we're, we're firmly entrenched in that market. That is a great market. Um, that's where these guys are looking as well. Las Vegas, as well as Sacramento, California. And let me just flip over here. There's some other smaller markets that the CBRE um, sites as good candidates. I'm just going to read through these. Albuquerque, New Mexico, Birmingham, Alabama. I'll be driving through there here not too long in the future. Colorado Springs, Colorado, Greensboro, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee. There we see Tennessee again. We heard about Nashville already. Uh, we got Memphis. Uh, there's another article I'll cite here in a little bit. I won't go into the details around this, but they talk about Chattanooga. We've got an investor out of Atlanta, multifamily guy that is buying in those markets in Tennessee. So we're active up there as well. Dayton, Ohio. Uh, and again, Arizona, Tucson in this case. So a um, lot, of, lot of markets where we're seeing some action. Now they do say, hey, caution, be careful. New York City, maybe stay away. Uh, parts of California, Illinois, and Oregon, Oregon in particular due to uh, the rent control laws, right? We had one put into place in, uh, statewide in California. Uh, so some of these markets have those already in place or those are coming. Okay, again, that's what the, the institutional folks are looking at. Again, both on the single family side, if you missed that, we talked about that in the earlier segment, as well as on, on the multifamily side. And, and, and let me just throw out a quick footnote. You know, one of those underlying trends that really, really speaks in particular to the markets in the South, um, you know, whether you, whether you call it Southeast or Southwest, I think the, the whole swath across the South, we heard about Alabama, we heard about Texas, we heard about Arizona. Uh, it's, it's the jobs, right? We've got a lot of uh, job growth down here. And I, I found an article as well here in Forbes, the, 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 the article's titled, Where the Jobs Will Be in 2020, right? That's a, big, that's a big factor, of course, for us as real estate investors. And they say that, now they cited a, a, a survey, an annual survey that's conducted by Manpower Group North America. You probably know Manpower. They're a temporary services uh, employment placement uh, uh, company. And as per their survey, they, they do expect hiring among employers in some areas to soften. Well, what areas are they talking about? Well, they're not seeing the growth in jobs that we'd like to see in, in places like the big guys, New York, Los Angeles, right? Those, those big markets. Uh, instead, they say, you know what? If you're a job seeker, if you're a worker, you would do well to set your sights on the South. Well, what did we just say? Those are the markets where these uh, high net worth individuals are, are targeting. Uh, that's what the CBRE is pointing towards in a number of markets. And um, we're just seeing job growth there. And they say, you know, we have simply put, you know, more open jobs than people looking for jobs. There, there's a lot of job activity out there, a lot of availability. And, and I like this one as well. The quits rate is the highest that it's ever been. What is the quits rate? That's where people are voluntarily leaving their job to look for greener pastures. They're, they're feeling very, very secure with the economy. They're feeling very, very secure with their position. So they are they're quitting and they're, they're moving on. <clears throat> moving on down the road and think about recent announcements we've heard around here in texas boy i, I was thinking about um charles schwab is buying td ameritrade and they are setting up a huge campus in westlake which is uh just a little bit northwest of the dallas fort worth uh, airport and that's going to bring with it uh, a ton of jobs huge jobs we've got uber that's putting a regional uh, office into place in deep ellum in dallas again expecting to bring three thousand high-paying jobs we'll see a quote on that here in a little bit when we talk a little bit about the dallas rental market so uh, things are just looking real real darn good and i want to cite one other source here um 
that talks about that that migration here within the country. What are we seeing? And this is North American moving services, right? This is one of those companies that you can hire when you need to make a move. And they do regular surveys as well because they want to, just like you and I on the rental side, they want to stay informed in, in their markets, in their business. And according to their 2019 look back, right, they're looking at the historical migrations <clears throat> in 2019, um, they've got actually a, a color-coded map here that shows me where people are leaving and where they are moving towards. Um, and here they state that the top three states for outbound moves in 2019 were Illinois, California, and uh, New Jersey. Uh, generally, if I'm looking at the picture here, there's a lot of red states up there in the Northeast. Don't confuse red with Republican. In this case, blue with Democrat. They're calling red those uh, states where folks are moving away, uh, whereas where are they moving towards? I see here color color coded blue. I see um, I see Arizona. I see Texas. I see Colorado. I see Florida, uh, Tennessee, and then both of the Carolinas. So again, we're seeing that in migration in the South, which I have to tie that back to what we just talked about um, on the multifamily side. CBREs pointing towards a number of markets again. Uh, in the South, that's where the jobs are going uh, per manpower. That's where the people are moving per uh, North American moving services. That's where the multifamily investors at the institutional level are going. That's where the single family in investors at the institutional level are going. Clearly, that's where you want to be. And I'll tell you, that's where we are at Lifestyles Unlimited. We've got our offices in Texas, of course, in Houston, San Antonio, Austin, uh, Dallas, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. And we've got a ton of activity outside of the state, of course, outside of Arizona. I just mentioned earlier, uh, we've got a, an investor I met with personally when I went on one of the multifamily road trips here a couple months ago, uh, based out of Atlanta, buying in Atlanta and uh, buying up in, in Tennessee as well. Uh, we got guys in California doing deals in Arizona. Uh, we got guys doing deals up in Kansas City, so just a ton of activity, and it's a great time. Like I said, is is 2020 a good year to invest in real estate? Well, yes, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. So, hey, we've got one segment coming up. If you've got any questions, the number here is 855-497-4335. That's 855-497-4335. We'll be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Your show. Talk 1370, The Right Choice. Warning, listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we're discussing whether 2020 will be a good year to invest in real estate. And my thesis, simply put, is absolutely. <laughs> no, There's no denying it. It will be a great year. And we've been looking at some of the fundamentals. We've been looking at some of the things, some of the big dogs, the institutional guys are looking at and doing out there. And a lot of what we're seeing points to, among other things, buying single-family houses, points to buying apartments, doing that in the South, 
largely, uh, southeast as well as uh, southwest, places where we at Lifestyles are, you know, are active already, which is great. And, you know, it, it's just, it just points to a, a great year. We were expecting rent growth a little bit more muted compared to the last year, perhaps, but still rent growth in, in apartments, in single family as well. Uh, price growth, growth as well. Now, you may say, Andy, but if prices are up, isn't it pretty darn expensive to, to buy a house? Well, it depends on how you're buying, right? If you're going out and buying pure retail, yes, your prices will inherently be up. But the way we buy at Lifestyles Unlimited, we're not, we're not going out and buying paying market price, right? We, we're buying deals typically that are off market, or if they are listed in the MLS, if they are on the market, we're negotiating those down. We're, we're buying right, right? Well, you make your money five ways in real estate, in rental real estate, in houses, and, and part of that is how you buy. A lot of what we're buying is are distressed assets that need need a, need some work, right? So that's going to get us in the door uh, for a better price, and that's going to help our yields, quite frankly. Now we did see in an earlier article um, yields are down for some of these institutional investors, but they're buying at the three hundred thousand dollar price point. For goodness sake, that's not where we're buying at Lifestyles Unlimited. We're buying much below that when it comes to houses. And if you did miss the earlier segments, if you are just tuning in, uh, there's a lot of lot of information there. We talk about some 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 good markets to go as an investor, so you're going to want to check that out and you can go to lifestylesunlimited.com and uh, click on the radio button. Uh, we do archive the shows there as podcasts. So give that give that a listen, catch catch some of that information. Now I want to move on to the big picture 2020. This is off of realtor.com. This is um, a, a very meaty, lots and lots of pages here. I'm not going to go through every page. In fact, I'm only going to take a look at the upper level uh, information here from their uh, chief economist. And what do they what do they say the national housing forecast for 2020 looks looks at looks at like and their subtitle housing markets search for new balance right we know their inventory is starting to decline right for example the prices are up so what do they say I'm just going to look at their bullets here home price growth will flatten right we're still going to see an increase in prices but it's going to flatten largely with a forecast increase of 0.8 percent nationally. Again, you got to dial that down to the market that you're looking at because it's going to be different where you sit, where you invest. Inventory will remain constrained, especially at the entry-level price segment. Well, we tend to buy at Lifestyles. We tend to buy towards that entry-level price segment because inventory is constrained. Guess what? Our, our price growth is going to be higher than that 0.8%. So we make our money five ways. One of those is through appreciation. And I can tell you that's where we're seeing a lot of appreciation is at the lower end of the market. Uh, mortgage rate rates, they do say, are likely to bump up to get this 3.88%. Now, that's for consumers. That's for folks buying their houses. For, for investors, it might be a little bit different. Um, but bumping up to 3.88% by the end of the year, that's still, that's still phenomenally low. Uh, now, they go on to say tight inventory and rising mortgage rates will lead to dropping sales. Now, do you panic when you see a drop in sales? No, not, not if there's tight inventory. It just means that people cannot, they can't get what they want. It's just not on the market, so they're not buying. Uh, mortgage rates going up means that it's gotten a little bit more expensive for that consumer to buy their personal residence, so they're not buying. Okay, uh, they're renting, and that's great news for us. And then finally, buyers will continue to move to affordability benefiting mid-sized markets and a lot of the markets we talked about earlier are namely those mid-sized markets now that's that's realtor.com that's the the national association of realtors in other words and they're giving us that big picture that 30,000 foot view for the nation well i don't invest across the nation i invest in certain places within the nation and i'm more interested in those areas in, in particular texas for example uh, phoenix 
maybe Atlanta. Uh, so I do want to look at another article here, which uh, this was actually published by TheEagle.com. Now, if you're an Aggie, I'm not an Aggie, I'm a Longhorn, but if you're an Aggie, you, you're probably familiar with that paper that's there uh, in Bryan College Station. And they're citing in particular um, the, the publication by the Texas A&M University Real Estate Center. Great resource, by the way, if you're focused on Texas. And uh, they simply put, they say, Texas outlook rosy for 2020. Right, we're seeing a good picture for 2020. The state, Texas, is projected to lead the nation in new home construction, meaning there's a lot of activity there. Now you say, Andy, isn't that going to dilute the market? No, not not when we've got a shortage like we've got. Um, and again, the, the outlook last—they just published this uh, about a week or so ago. Um, the outlook is projecting that the state's going to lead the the nation in new home construction as well as uh, new housing permits um, are going to be up on 20 on on 20 uh, 2019. Uh, now, because this is a local publication there around Texas A&M, I'll tell you, if you are if you have someone going to college there or going to college soon in that area, you might want to get a rental house to put them into because, boy, it is booming. And the rental market in that area has exploded, has absolutely exploded in the past five years. Um, and, and that's not true just of Bryan College Station. We, we you know, we see that across uh, across the state of Texas right now. And again, same same message we've heard before. A lot of this activity is due to low mortgage rates and uh, continued steady employment growth. Okay, and in fact, those low rates so that that increase in growth is expected to drive a, a 10.3 percent increase in single-family housing permits, uh, including a very very strong increase in new construction, specifically in Dallas and Houston. And that takes me back to what I said at the start of the show. I, I give a big shout out to the folks that are sitting in the two-day seminars right now that are going on in Dallas and in Houston. You guys are in the right place. You guys are, are doing the right thing. And I want to end the show by talking about those two markets and, and looking forward. I'm going to start with Houston. And this is an article, let's see here. This was in the Houston Chronicle just recently. They say apartment rents projected to rise significantly in 2020. Now think back to what we saw from CBRE. They're expecting a slight decline in growth, but here we're expecting a significant rise. Again, all markets are local when we're talking about real estate, so be careful with those, uh, you know, with those national numbers. Uh, and what are they seeing? They are expecting a 4.2% increase in rents. In 2020, this is the largest increase since the short-term boost that we saw back in 2017, and that's when Hurricane Harvey, right, rolled through <laughs> and displaced, you know, thousands of Houstonians, right, due to the due to the floods in the houses and whatnot. Um, and this increase that we're see that we're expecting, this 4.2 percent increase, that that is well above the 20-year uh, average annual increase, which is 3.2 percent. That's a big that's a big deal, right? Um, and this is coming from a multifamily consulting and, and, and research firm called apartmentdata.com. So what else do they go on to say? Occupancy is, it's expected to remain flat at about 90%, right? Even though supply is growing. So here's the interesting thing. Um, about 17,000 units, apartment units are slated to open in 2020. That's up from 15K this year. Um, and at the end of August, there were, looks like 22,000 units under construction and another 28, over 28,000 proposed. So there's a lot of inventory, a lot of supply uh, coming online. And despite that, they're expecting occupancy to remain flat and they're expecting rents to rise 4.2%. You know, and what, what's the factor there again? Same thing we've been talking about throughout the show, interest rates, job growth. And with the job growth that they're expecting in Houston, not a concern. They're not worried about the level of construction that's going on down there. 
You know, the, the employment market, simply put, it is, it is holding up. Now, they do go on to say, as far as employment goes, the number of high-paying energy jobs, those have moderated a little bit, and they're, they're feeling the impact on the newer, you know, the luxury apartment end of the, the uh, scale. But what do we buy at Lifestyles Unlimited? We're not buying those Class A's typically, right? We're going in for Class C and Class B. Now, if you're not familiar with the sliding scale there, Class A, B, C, and D in apartments, um, that's where I would tell you you need to work a little bit, get, get a little more educated, uh, come out to the expo. Um, there will be sessions where we talk about multifamily. It's a great opportunity to learn, um, as well as single family. You have your choice there, of course. And then let's talk about Dallas. Let's talk about the DFW area. Here's an article in the Dallas Business Journal. It's cheaper to rent than to buy in Dallas, study says. So in Dallas County, in fact, let me wear my notes here. It's not even just in Dallas County. In 36 of the 43 U.S. counties that have a population of 1 million or more, renting is more affordable than buying as a consumer, right? Again, that just points to me that I need to buy more houses to rent out because the demand is there. It's cheaper for folks to rent from me, even though my rents are up and they are up. It is cheaper for them to rent from me than to go out and buy. They cite Dallas. They cite... Uh, Dallas County, they cite Harris County, which is Houston, Bear County, which is San Antonio, uh, Maricopa County, which is Phoenix, Arizona. As I mentioned, we just opened an office there, Las Vegas. Um, so a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity in single family as well as multifamily. And Dallas area, interestingly, ranks the nation's or ranks in the nation's top 25 for high income renter growth. That's the number of renters with six figure salaries. That grew 74% from 2008 to 2017. So we're not talking necessarily about the low end of, of the spectrum. We're talking about the high end as well. It's cheaper for those folks to, to rent as well rather than buy. So, hey, listen, you've heard the news, right? You've heard the stats, you've heard the projections. So uh, back to the question that was posed to me earlier in the week, will 2020 be a, a good year to invest in real estate? I gotta ask you, what do you think? Is 2020 a good year to invest in real estate? You decide. And if you think it is, I invite you to come check out Lifestyles Unlimited and help us on your path to success. Come check us out at the expo at the end of February. Go to uh, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on that expo button. Put in Expo 50 to get a discount. You can get in for $47. It's a wonderful opportunity. Uh, you will come away better educated, better informed, and ready to make 2020 a great year. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle.
The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.